0: I am unashamed, what about you? I like this time of year, because you got, tail season has begun. You got football season. I came in yesterday, which was Sunday, and I hear this screaming. I thought it was a bug, because when my wife screams, that means we have a critter that's unwanted. can co-
1: scream <laughs> when someone scores a touchdown.
0: Well, that's what was happening yesterday. Uh, I said, What are you doing? What's the problem? She went, The Saints are rolling. Yeah. Mine was <laughs> I like said, two. Really? She's I, like, Yeah. I mean, I was so worried because so Dream What does that mean when your women
1: and yours and mine are screaming when the football team scores a touchdown? Like
0: my wife, she's not a big fan. She became a football fan when my boys played football. But she's more. Hey, they're from Louisiana. We're supporting our team. I mean, cause she like if the Saints are not playing, she doesn't watch it. Like if they don't make the playoffs. Guess what? She's out. Mm-hmm. Super Bowl party? Are the Saints there? No, I'm out. Yeah. She she's not a. So she's loyal. Oh, she was just giddy because they were playing Green Bay, which supposedly is pretty good. She said, "Hey, and this Winston." I went, "Yeah." She went, "He's smoking." I said, "Oh, he did, I, I get it." He babe. Did look well, great. she went the Winston, you know, smoking, which well, was a the, little cheesy. You
1: know, the ups and downs of <laughs> football. The old guy. What's what's the quarterback from Green Bay that kind of Aaron Rodgers. Aaron, it was not well, a good day. Aaron for seems Mr. like Hunter. a good old dude, but but he just he just following on hard times. He yeah, was going to well. check it to him. He said, "Well, I may stay. And I don't know whether it was a money issue. Yeah, but he was. But I just looked
0: at him." pre game, he just didn't look like a happy person. No. but well, that was some of the bad jokes I heard yesterday. Because they were like, well they, it was rumored that he was gonna be traded to the Saints. So people were saying, Well it looks like he was <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, so. J- Chase tell dad to put his ears on. He's never gonna hear me from down yeah, here. Yeah,
0: Phil put your ears on because you're 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 so far away from the mic. We don't want you whispering. So, but look, I felt, uh, I
1: felt for a while, and I said, you know, I mean, it's a demanding thing. Uh, yeah. I reel back a few years. I'm glad I chased ducks instead of having large, yeah. violent men chase me. I think you have less injuries <laughs> and residual
0: effects. That was a, turned out to be a good decision. I just looked at it. So, from
2: Dad a, is hey, Dad. It, it's interesting because I was, uh, I was speaking just outside of Pittsburgh uh, this past weekend. And it was interesting because obviously I was in Steeler land uh, yep. on Sunday, on and uh, so I was telling them the story. Of course, they all, you know, they love the Steelers. So that's where my I was second the stringer,
1: my second stringer, camped out
2: there for a while. old Terry, it, exactly. So it was really interesting. They all knew the story and they had heard it now, you know, through the years. Yeah. But it was interesting just giving them a little inside baseball on the whole thing, and you walking away and you know, what Bradshaw said and and that kind of well, wouldn't stuff. That be about was really fo- but.
0: Wouldn't that be inside football?
2: Oh, yeah, inside football. There you go. Yeah. That's better. That's, that's so, a better
0: So let me give you a what – What was
1: their thinking? Well, I'll probably never talk well, to they them.
2: Well, were, they were happy that you chased ducks because, you know, they love Duck Dynasty, and they were happy because Terry Bradshaw won four Super Bowls with the yeah. Steelers. So everybody well, was, was happy, perfect, happy, happy. perfect everybody scenario happy. for them. It was a perfect ending.
0: So the tail hunt, we've had a lot of tail here, and then all of a sudden opening day came, and it was a goose egg. But here's what I found fascinating. When I got up at 4 o'clock, which was way too early, but because of the excitement and all, we have to get out there an hour early on opening day and just getting attacked by throngs of mosquitoes and putting yourself in danger from snake bites. The acclimation (laughs) process proves rather brutal. Yeah. You're all excited until about that hundredth mosquito bite, and you're like, huh. So my (laughs) drive down here, you forget uh, what's going on in cities late at night from a spiritual perspective. That is correct. And all you have to do to find out what's going on is get up at 4 o'clock in the morning, get in your vehicle— and just drive around. The first light I pull up to, it's red. So I stopped. Even though there's you know, nobody there's nobody out here much. But I stopped. And so it turned green and I was fixing to go, but a vehicle caught the corner of my eye going at I would say over one hundred miles an hour. Which
1: and, is not a real good move at four
0: o'clock in the morning. No. Downtown. So I waited and this and there's
2: yeah, there's nowhere to go 100 miles an hour in West Monroe, Louisiana, no. safely.
0: And they just come past me through the red light at 100 miles an hour. If I would have pulled out, bam. You know, my light was green. Theirs was red. And they went 100 in front of me. And I thought, huh, wonder what they're up to. He's either in a hurry to get to where he wants to go or he's on the run. Yeah, it was a guy driving and it was a female in a passenger seat. So I don't know if they was having an argument or they were. All the cylinders expecting. were working except in his head. Well, all
1: right. the cylinders were. Well, hold on. Firing. Look, there's more.
2: So Maybe then, they were going tail hunting. Yeah, the porcelain well, was on their way. The, the so light is
0: on, but <laughs> nobody's home. Well, <laughs> the wheel was spinning, but the hamster was dead. <laughs> <laughs> Not carrying a full string of fish. You're like, yeah. Yeah.
2: Few fries so, short of a happy load.
0: So we go. So I go on down. Well, then I get on Highway 34 and I see a car coming up like I'm on Autobahn in Germany and I see it headlights in the distance. And about the time I noticed it, it just went
1: Zoom
0: around me. Was it the same yeah. vehicle no, earlier? No, different or, vehicle. Or, or, so this is De- random people yeah.
1: in a hurry. For a, a, in a, a hurry. To I
0: thought, what what is going on here? So then when I get down, literally a quarter mile from the lair where we gather up, I in come around. The, you're in the woods now. Yeah, I'm in the woods. Come around a curve, and there's a guy in the middle of the road. Not in not in his lane. Not in my lane. He's just in the middle. Truck is running. One headlight out. And I just woo, woo, slow down. So I sat there for five seconds and thought, what do we do here? He's just sitting there. <laughs> it's one more. Yep. Port's light on, but nobody yep. home. Yep. Wheels are spinning. <laughs> hamster dead. Here we Southern go again. there's not
1: firing. Not, not all of
0: them. So I ease around him. Of course, I reached down and grabbed my pistol just in case this was some kind of trap. Yeah. Didn't point it, but just had my hand on it. And I look at him, and he was just had both hands on the steering wheel, staring straight ahead, kind of looked kind of pale and sweaty. And I thought, he, he's just having, he's he stopped here. Yep. That life has stopped. Tough night, tough night. Yep. So I assume <laughs> drugs or alcohol might be involved. But so when I made it, I just thought, wow. I mean, there's a lot of cutting up (laughs) and confusion. (laughs) at four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. This this is a losing proposition. So it made me appreciate having a purpose, knowing that I'm a son of God and I'm getting to go duck hunting with the brothers this morning. See,
1: you were exiting and leaving the hurried and confused world all around you, you're, you're fixing to end up in the middle of the woods where they 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 couldn't have got to you. Nobody oh, right. could have reached us where we were, without the proper equipment. Meaning track machine, a mud hole down through the thickets, turn off little cuts and to get to get there. So you were leaving all that behind, and the peace and tranquility
0: of opening day of duck season, up till season, which Barrett, my buddy uh, from Kansas, you know he's. He's in the Midwest, and he's like, I don't understand why y'all go till hunting every day. And I said, what are you talking about? Because it's open. And he's like, yeah, but we're talking snakes. I mean, it's hot, which it is. There's tens of thousands of mosquitoes. You're you only We only usually get them, what, once ever, four or five days Yep. in generalities. Now, this yep. year's been a little different. Opening day, zero. But the next three days, which we went this morning— We've actually shot teal three days in a row. That's right. And we haven't hammered them, but it's been enough where I'm happy. But he's like, I just don't I don't understand because they're not the greatest eating duck. But I'm like, well, I, I give them to people who love them. I mean, blue-winged teal, a lot of people love them. And so he said, well, I just can't wrap my head around it. He kept on about it. And then I thought, why do we go every day? And I said, well, you're underestimating the power of FOMO. And he said, what? I said, FOMO. He said, I've never heard that term before in my life. He's up in Kansas, uh, Jayhawk country. Yeah. Never he, came he, through there. And I said, it, <laughs> it stands for the fear of missing out. I it, said, I, I would rather. Was there silence on the end of the line? It was silence. And he yeah. said, but I could see if you had people that you participated in this, the worst thing that could happen you be in bed and they're rumbling just one bunch after another, I said, that that's it. I- it reminds me of the time on Cypress Creek.
1: I didn't think they <laughs> were coming. coming. We had yeah. hunted about three days in a row and hadn't done anything. On the fourth day. I think you were actually sick. Friend. I got very ill. You were sick. I was sick, and I said, I said, I don't know whether they'll get them or not. I said, but I'm sick. So I'm approximately three-quarters of a mile or a mile to the duck hole up there. Yeah. But I was even in my bed. I was a close enough proximity. <laughs> could I hear. could hear the gunfire. And look, it was just. I said, "Good night." I said, "Miss Kay." She said, whoa, 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 "What are you doing?" So said, do
0: you re- do you agree with me? The fear of missing out is powerful. I mean, I said, "Man, I, I, what am I doing? FOMO. Lying here
1: in bed, you know, because I'm sick." <laughs> I said, I should have just sucked it up and went on up there. Oh, I'm telling but you. But after all the smoke cleared, I hated to ask, did y'all burn them or what? Yeah. And they said, we burned, I mean, them, burned them, big bunches, one after the <laughs> but other. That's why
0: I, I, I told that story because it made me realize a lot of people who are doing this cutting up, you know, especially in the teenage world, we had a girl the other night at a house church who we had shared Jesus with her you know, when she was a younger teenager and, and helped bring her to Jesus. But I hadn't seen her in a while. So we were talking with her at house church. She's like, I have no, the first thing she said, she's like, I have no friends. And I was like, what do you mean? I mean, it was kind of a weird thing to say. She's like, they're all getting drunk, smoking weed. I just have no friends. And uh, so, I I, but I thought, well, this girl must be doing pretty good. (laughs) You know, if that was the first thing she said, she said, I mean, it's just, they're just going crazy, you know. But she was going off on that. But I've seen the same thing, like in the teenage world, that fear of missing out. Is the same draw that's causing all the mischief. Because you know, when you look at it, you know, I saw those three vehicles the other night. It, you know, it's it's a dead end. Whatever's fixing a hat if I could have followed those three incidents that I saw in one drive, you know, you know it's gonna end up with flashing lights or a casket. Well, it's it just not going to work. Which brings
1: you know? up an interesting thought. When you look at the qualities of kingdom livers, she was saying, it, "It, all my friends, they're not motivated. What is motivating y'all? And we tried to explain to them because the rescued, the rescued, they're looking at it with the F-O-M-A, whatever you call it, F-O-M-O. Yeah. 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 They, they, they're afraid <laughs> to miss out, and it's a lot of wordage about heaven and well, eternity. Right. So someone says, so what motivates you to come together and help some poor soul? And they give you a cursing, but you're patient with them, and they finally turn, and they are rescued, then they get it. Because you say our being rescued is our motivation because we're afraid to miss out. Well, right. It's kind of like the Teal deal. Yeah.
0: You know? I think it's just wherever your heart is, but
2: you're right. Hang on, Jess. Let's take a break. (laughs) You know, I never really thought much about underwear, (laughs) but... I find myself now in the modern era, you know, I kind of, I I think about it more because I I want comfortable underwear.
0: Do you realize you spend more time, more time than in your house, more time in your bed, more time in your car, in your underwear? You need to have that. You need to bump (laughs) that up on the priority list. Think how much time you spend in underwear. I've never thought about that particular thought, Jason. Well there you go
2: (laughs) it's it's true well so our one of our sponsors uh, one of our favorite sponsors tommy john has come up with a new the most advanced underwear yet it's called apollo which i like it it almost sounds like it's otherworldly you know think about the apollo mission and and all that it's called apollo and they're really great it's a great wicking underwear to help especially when you're sweating in the summertime which is a lot in louisiana uh, they've sold over 15 million pairs of underwear. So like you said, there's a lot of people obviously uh, n- understand. And it's called a high-end for your rear end, which I, I think is a, is a good tagline. So if right now, if you want to get 20% off your first order, go to tommyjohn.com slash fill. That's tommyjohn.com slash You get 20% off. Uh, see the site for details on tommyjohn.com. You will love these underwear.
0: Yeah, so I, it was interesting. Yeah, why do you follow
1: Jesus? You say we're afraid to miss out.
0: Well, I think it's a factor, and I think that's a good factor. It's a very look. Very I heard good a, I heard a great sermon Sunday on heaven, and you know what, what struck me about it? Because there's a lot of verses, you know, the one that stuck out in my head is the one that no... What's it say? No eye has seen, no ear has heard, you know, what the Lord has planned for those who are his. I'm not sure where exactly that is, but it's in there. And so a lot of people say, well, you don't know what heaven is like. And we don't because our minds can't grasp more than eternity. It, what, yeah. Well, I mean, you're, you're, we're kind of, you know, we have the dimensions that we can comprehend. But when you start getting into defining laws of gravity and different things that you can't see in the spiritual world and more dimensions, you just you can't grasp it. So there's all these books and movies about heaven and all the stuff that comes out. But us, you know, I usually focus on when Jesus said John 14, which was the first verse he read, but his only point was it's a place. You know, it's an actual place, and we're going there. But the John 14, you know, where it says, I'll go and prepare a place for you. And the point of the story was that he told his disciples, look, I'm the way. So I've always said it's who you're with. It's not necessarily where you go. But even in our study of Matthew, the more I heard the sermon from Matthew 417, where Jesus said, repent for the said verse
2: was first uh, Corinthians two nine.
0: All right, First Corinthians two nine.
2: What, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived—the things God has prepared for those who love Him.
0: Yeah. So, and I think it's more because we can't grasp it. So, but Jesus said, "You know, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. It, it's coming to earth." Then, in chapter five, when we went through the beatitudes, well, he twice in those beatitudes. The first one's verse 3. He said, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And then verse 10, he says the same thing. Those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And then verse 16, which we're going to get to today, you know, talking about let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. And you get to verse 19, and he talks about, our righteousness should should pass that of the Pharisees. And it says, and whatever practices and teaches, whoever practices and teaches these commands will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. So, I mean, I, what my point is, heaven comes up a lot in the Bible. And when you read the Philippians 3 passage, that says our citizenship is in heaven. It, it's interesting and I think encouraging to talk about and discuss heaven. And like you said, the fear of missing out on it should be a factor in a human being's life. That's why
1: I jotted down when the Apostle Paul was talking to the Thessalonians. He said, the message rang out from you. He said, the Lord's message rang out uh, uh, from you, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, your faith in God has become known everywhere, and Jesus is trying to, in Matthew 5, Matthew is just recording the fact that we, our goal is to be like him because he's come to rescue us, watch. Therefore, we do not need to say anything about it, for they themselves report what kind of reception you gave us. They tell how you turn to God from idol, idols, which nothing has changed there, To serve the living and true God and to wait for his son, check this out, Jace, from heaven. Yeah. He said, Wait for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus who rescues us, rescues us from the coming wrath. So there's a lot at stake Mm -hmm. in what Jesus said in Matthew 5. Therefore, I've come to do these things for you. Here's how you roll while you're there. If he, whom his son, to wait for his son from heaven. So if that's where Jesus is camped out in heaven, and that's where he came from, and he's saying to us, that's where you can be. And he said, I, I've come to prepare a place for you. Yeah. I'm, I left heaven. I just left there, and I just appeared down here to
0: show you that I am who I am. Well, and our citizen <laughs> and our citizenship is in heaven. That, yeah. And that's where we came from. Cuz technically that is where we came because from. Because that's where we're bound to go because that's where he came from. When well, you think about it, when this is true, almost said if, but when this is true and you're resurrected as members of the kingdom of heaven on earth, you get this imperishable body. You're actually going to spend way more time. They were smart enough than than you than you did
1: on the earth. Yeah. They were smart enough to say, so show us the way. And he says, Don't you get it? I am the way. Well
0: right. I mean I think that was his point. But the more I I said I heard this sermon, because I thought, well, this is going to be a bold move because I was thinking of that first Corinthians passage. Because you know, he said, Let, let's talk about heaven. Jace, it's hard to see heaven when all you've ever seen is the earth. Well, so here's how he did it. Now, I thought this was interesting. He he read the verses where it said we look forward to a new heaven and a new earth. However, he made a point to say, you know, we talk about the earth burning up, but he's like, well, it says a new heaven and a new earth. And I think in Joe Beam's book, was it, Al, that he talked about the three different heavens, and I thought it was interesting like how they're translated in the Bible. You may have more yeah, knowledge of that. Than when me. you read
2: the Old Testament, you, the idea when they looked up into the sky, what we would call the atmosphere, that was called the heaven, the heavens. But then they recognized there was something beyond that as well. So it's kind of it's almost like a layer. You know, when you read Old Testament, it was different layers or different ideas. That's why Paul said I was caught up in the third heaven. Yeah, meaning above and beyond the atmosphere, because, you know, you get them at the ancients. They didn't have, you know, Hubble telescope. They weren't able to. I mean, all they could do is look up in the sky, but Mm -hmm. they saw the stars and they saw the sun. So they knew something was there. But you don't even read much in the Old Testament about our concept of heaven, which is what you're talking about. I mean, the Pharisees believed in the resurrection, but most people didn't even believe in that. So. They right. this was a new concept when Jesus came along. He was giving them a lot of new, you know, thought you know to chew mm-hmm. on with this idea that the kingdom was going to be in a place beyond this earth. You know, the idea of heaven. Well, this pastor that was sharing
0: this, I, he he did something I thought pretty clever, which was he visualized or made you visualize all the moments on earth where you might say, "Boy, this is heaven." Because we've all done that, like where you're experience, experiencing something that, I mean, like to me, look, we we get a bunch of tail in there. Most on, of the
1: time, we see
0: hell on Earth. Well, right, not heaven while we're here. But there's probably been some trips, or there's some hunts, or some moments, or you know, whatever whatever you're into. You know, I mean, I've been when I was on the top of a mountain in Israel. You know, my family there, and we were just looking out at the stars. i was like, boys. This is all right. Yeah, I mean, all you have these moments in your life where you you feel like, whether it's beauty or experience. So he came out. He came out of that He talked about a place. Talked about the new heaven and new earth. And then he, what what he did that I like is he read Re- Revelation twenty one four, and he talked about you know where it says there's no, uh, there'll be no he'll wipe away every tear. There's no pain. Uh I may have to turn over there and read that. Uh no sin, no guilt. what what are the let me read that.
2: Let's, days, see, let's, a, days, let's take a break while you're looking for that. So what is something that's not fun?
1: Mosquito bites. Getting tangled up in a at a wash nest before daylight. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's interesting, both of, yours, both of yours are something hurting you, right? Something biting yeah. you. Well, mm-hmm. I'll tell you something else I didn't fun, and that is having your house stolen by some cyber criminal who's learned how to go online and literally steal your title to your home. Uh, it's one of the fastest growing crimes in America, unfortunately. And because of the way it works, you can be a victim and not even know you're a victim. So the cyber thieves, they search the public databases, they find high equity home, they steal and forge your signature on your own home title. And so then you don't know you've lost it, but it's gone. And so then they show up and they want to take your house. So you want to protect your most valuable asset, register your address now, make sure you're not already a victim, and you're going to receive a complete title history of your home, $100 value for free. And you do that by going to hometitlelot.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com. Register your home, $100 value of a free history of your home.
0: Yeah, no tears, no pain, no death, no mourning. And then you just start thinking of everything else that's not going to be there. So no blaming, no prejudice, no sin, no guilt which is what I thought to myself is the reason that song, uh, that John Lennon song, Imagine, took off, because he basically took a God concept of imagining a world where everybody is unified. and Well, no wonder the song took off, because what, <laughs> what, he, what he thought could happen on earth, which was only in your imagination, because people are evil and they just don't like each other, It is going to happen in heaven. So he his whole point was, you can have an earthly experience with a new body. In heaven, thus the new heaven and new earth. And if you took out all the things, like pain, suffering, sadness, mourning, it would be heaven on earth. If you think about it, you just think. I I think
1: that's why when Peter formally introduced what Jesus had said he would do, die, be buried, and raised from the dead. Right before he told them, this man was handed over to you by God's set purpose and foreknowledge, Jace, to your point, in Acts 2.19, leading up to that, he quoted the prophet Joel who said, I will show wonders in the heaven above and signs on the earth below i'll tie them both together so you'll know there is a god that's what he's saying yeah blood and fire and billows of smoke the sun will be turned to darkness to moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the lord and everyone who calls on the name of the lord will be saved mm. so he then preached the gospel to him but it is kind of uh, what joel said was tying heaven and earth together and that both of them are real places
2: Exactly. Well, I'm, think about it, Jace. The contrast that you brought up the John Lennon song, contrast that to the "Mercy Me" song, that was a huge hit. I can only imagine one is told mm-hmm. from an earthly perspective, to Dad's point, but yep. then "Mercy Me" tells it from a heavenly perspective.
1: That is you correct. You I can only
2: imagine when I when I'm there and I realize it, and, and, and man, then the presence of God is like there, right there with me. I mean, it's a it's a whole different concept, but but, but, but powerful.
0: Yeah, but for some reason, a lot of religious people got this, everything is white and we're floating around in some clouds and we're just like doing a worship service forever and ever. And that somehow got their view of heaven. And I'm like, well, why, why did he even put us down here to experience all this? Because really the only problem it, is all these problems, the pain, suffering. This would be heaven on earth if we didn't die. Mankind
1: is the problem.
0: Yeah, if we didn't make and, mistakes. And or the, didn't solution, have the, problem, the solution is Jesus. So. I mean, if we went on a road trip and we couldn't be killed and nothing bad could happen, well, that would be heaven on earth. We would be experiencing something together as a family that was awesome. That So it's like, well, why would you need a new body? You know, Romans 8, I think 24 says, you know, we eagerly await the redemption of our body. If you're not going to do anything, you're going to float around on some clouds? What? Where's that at? (laughs) Who comes up with this stuff? But every movie, you know, everything, it's like, what what is this? No wonder people are, they don't have the fear of missing out. Why would you want to go just be some floating, gaseous mist on a white, puffy cloud? (laughs) (laughs) I don't get the cloud. That has nothing... (laughs) To do with heaven. Well, again, that's because you
2: can't. People, people can't think, imagine beyond our atmosphere. You know, it's just it's it's kind of your trap by everything you see, and therefore the only way you can relate it to heaven. It's one of the reasons why I feel like we don't talk about it more is because we're just so like back to that Corinthians passage. We just don't know much. I mean, we know it's going to be great, but we don't know much about what it's actually going to be like. It, he did give
0: us an imagination. And I think when it says the first John 3 that we're going to be like Jesus' body and him post-resurrection catching those fish and eating them, I mean, why would he do that? Just think, if you're if you think the Bible's not accidental, what what is he doing that? Why didn't he just Say okay, I'm now floating on the cloud. We got the floating on the cloud part in Acts one, but he didn't have to do that. He just did it so he could kind of relate, I guess.
1: And where um, and where we're going, there'll be no fish to eat. Yeah, he so did the opposite.
0: He did the opposite. They had a they had this moment like we have every day.
1: I don't think they were fried. I think the fish were probably. I think r- he cooked grilled. them on a fire. Yeah, they, well, they were grilled. I They're think blackened. he probably
0: left. <laughs> Well, if he ate the if he ate the cat, I think he left the skin on it. You like, said the Sea of Galilee was full of. Pops. I didn't see one scaled fish. All I saw was ops in mass. So I'm like, now how would he cook those on a creek bank? I mean, I think see. he blackened them. He blackened them
2: with a little seasoning. He, he had in some Cajun seasoning. <laughs> And he put it on well, there. black but Jesus pants.
1: eating fish was a big boom for me when I well, when, when I read that.
0: Well, that's what I'm that. saying, Phil. We, we, these hokey movies and, and people came up with this idea of heaven that is not it's not appealing and it's not biblical.
1: And they usually have us flying to some extent, uh, but the bottom line is to discover and 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 to visit the cosmos. Sounds pretty cool to me. Yeah, you no know longer... I mean, look, check these five Phil. planets out. I have five out here that were, were are Earth-like. Yeah. Now, you notice they were much larger than the Earth. This, this is bigger than than I made the planet Earth. There's bigger ones than this, and I want to show you some of those. Well, I'd like to just travel through that, and it's like when the when the, when the pioneers came out west, I'd
0: love to do that on a cosmic scale for eternity. Exactly, but look, when time stands still, which will happen at the resurrection for us, no more time. Well, so will space. So there's no traveling. If you want to be somewhere, he he, he just put that so you can relate. When it says a cloud hid him from their sight, that didn't mean he traveled through one. That just means you couldn't see him. He 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 wasn't bound by. Okay, he's eternal, but oh, but he's got to travel. No. If you're eternal, you no longer have to travel anywhere. That is correct. You, you have. It's just. It's not. It's common sense. You can it, be everywhere at once. You can be everywhere at once, and you can experience these things. So, I look. I. It made me think, and I think a lot of people when they hear sermons like that, they pick out things they don't agree with. I think that's a mistake. He was reading the scriptures. He he kind of what I did. He just. I mean, heaven is talked about so much. But since we don't really understand it or it doesn't go into graphic detail about what exactly is is going to happen, we just go along with the Hollywood version. Oh, yeah, I'm just going to be a gaseous mist <coughs> floating on a cloud through eternity. Well, I can't
2: wait. <laughs> let's, let's, uh, let's take another break. So, Dad, a lot of people ask you this, and I love your answer. They said, what what has changed the most about you since you became rich and famous? What's your answer to that question? The menu. I love it. And that's exactly right, because we grew up eating a lot of fish, obviously, because that's what we call. But also, you know, we considered it kind of the best day whenever mom would buy fresh hamburger meat and you would make hamburgers, which are delicious. But we never really were eating a lot of ribeye steak. And filet mignon back in the day, right? That is correct. So one of the reasons why is because it's, you know, hard to find good quality meat and it's obviously expensive. One of our new sponsors is a group called Good Ranchers. Uh, And what's interesting is when I was talking to these guys about them doing ads on our podcast, I didn't realize that 80% of the grass-fed beef that's sold in the U.S. is imported from overseas. Did you know that, Dad? No, but
1: it sounds pathetic.
2: It's terrible, and so what happens is the beef comes in. It says, you know, made in the USA or USDA approved, but that only means that it was processed here. It came from some other place. So these guys, what they do is they make sure they get American craft beef, and they get organic chicken that's all here, made in the USA, on literally on ranches in the USA. So it's a wonderful company. They got T-bones, filets, strips, gourmet burgers, and the good thing is they're about half the price. Of all their online competitors. So you're going to get great steakhouse quality for a price that you can afford. So go to goodranchers.com, the words goodranchers.com. You can buy now, you can subscribe, you save 20% off each box of mouthwatering meats. Subscribing brings the cost down to about five dollars a meal, which is very affordable. So you get an additional twenty dollars off and free express shipping if you go to goodrancherscom fill, Use the code fill at checkout. That's twenty dollars off, free express shipping at goodrancherscom fill. Know where your meat comes from with goodranchers.com. But you got to think about it though, Jace. think about it. it's 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 from your perspective of where you are on Earth. I mean, you know, we're in 21st century America. We've seen things we've we've we, our imagination is bigger. Imagine you're a, a Pashtun convert to Christ in Afghanistan. And these people are still living like it was about 1400. You know, they, they've never seen the television. They're out in a village somewhere they live under an oppressive rule of, you know, people Sharia law, but say you're a Christian, and you're you believe in Christ, and you got to keep it to yourself. What's what does that guy imagine heaven to be like? I mean, anything anywhere but where I'm at right now for a guy like that would seem heavenly if you're living hell on earth. So I've always yeah. thought about it. It all depends on your perspective of where you are on the planet, because there are a lot of people that. D- don't see at all what we see. So our imagination is going to be a lot different than a lot of other people on the I earth, agree. even in the 21st century.
0: But I think part of sharing Jesus, there should be this discussion that comes up. Cause if you're a member of the kingdom of heaven and somebody says, now what exactly is that? And you say, well, I, unfortunately I just don't know. <laughs> just, Don't know. (laughs) Well, so I think, Al, you're right. You're like, look, I may not know for sure, but here's what I do know. We're going to get an imperishable body. We're going to have experiences with each other. There will be no tears, no pain, no, no mourning, all the promises. No death. Yeah, no death. That's out. And so then that's when I started making a list of all the things that cause problems. You know, stuff like blame and guilt and bitterness and... All those things friction, are friction,
1: factions, envies, jealousy, yeah, hatred.
0: You, 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 if you weeded out all of that, well, then we could just go anywhere we want to and live. If you weeded all of that out, Jace, you'd have heaven on earth. You'd have heaven on earth, which that's right. Why? Why not just take us immediately to heaven then? And why don't we skip this? Which I think there's something to be said about us being here. To find the character of God, so we go to heaven and know what's expected, and because I think it, you're then looking at character instead of being comfortable.
1: But it does say, uh, "No one knows what we, do, but we know when He
0: comes, we will be like Him." That's, that's what I'm saying. That, that's that's good news. So I think all these problems lead us to finding God and His character, and. 'Cause you think about it like this, if you gave your kid everything he ever wanted at all times and he had no problems, he would grow up to be what? A spoiled brat. Wouldn't he? Yeah. <laughs> I mean the problem, yeah. the trouble and the mistakes, the teaching, the well, I think that's So you would... have to get sin and death
1: out of the equation, or you'll never have any idea of heaven.
0: Well, and I think you got to appreciate the struggle to appreciate the reward. You know, we read this about the reward in heaven, but if you didn't know the struggle and the problems and the overcoming, you wouldn't appreciate the final outcome. Yeah, and one I of the one of the definitions
1: here. that that Noah Noah uh, what's his what was his last name Noah Webster that came up with the uh, the first dictionary in these United States of America. One of the thing one of the points he said was you're, you're, uh, that rescued is being freed from sin, freed from death, freed from confinement. And it opens up it opens up one's mind to say, man, I, I, I'm beginning to really like the idea of a place where there is no sin, there is no death, and it's freedom from one end to the other. It would be a wonderful way to live.
2: Yeah. Well, wasn't that, wasn't that Paul's point though? In to the <laughs> Philippians, remember in Philippians one, when he said, "You know, it would be far better for me to die and to be with Christ." Yeah. Like he he looked at heaven as a deliverance, but he said, "I'm torn because I know you need me here." And he's talking about to those early yep. Christians, the early church, and he's like, "So I'm I'm torn. I would rather go be with Christ, but because I love you so much." I'm going to stay until he, you know, takes me on to be with him. So that same idea is kind of what we're talking about here. Like we long for something even better, even if your life is pretty good here. But at the same time, you stay here and do God's work because that's what being in the kingdom is all about. Because, you know, that's one more person that knows about the kingdom because of the work you do. Yeah.
0: Yep. Well, I taught this lesson uh, and and basically it came from, you know, because, I start out Bible studies asking three questions: How'd you get here? What are you doing here, Earth? You know, and how are you leaving? Which are basic humanity questions. But you know, when we get to Matthew five thirteen and fourteen, he starts both of those verses off with "You are," which is, in our culture on Earth, we have an identity so-called crisis. People don't know where they came from. They don't even know. You know, maybe I'm not a male. I'm a female, or I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing here, or I don't know my purpose. And so, so you, and
1: some <laughs> clarify it perfectly when they say, uh, "I'm neither male nor female."
0: Well, right. I, I'm, I'm,
1: just, I'm, I'm gender neutral. <clears throat> yeah. You're like so. So I can't. You're not a female, no. You're not a male, no. And I'm like so. Well, you just think, Phil. Well, you, could, he said, and they say I, I'm neutral. You got to introduce me and realize that I'm gender neutral. I'm neither male nor female. I think that's why God started out clarifying there was a male and there was a female. I well, mean,
2: but just think I mean, you, that's from the beginning. I, think about how hard it would be to find purpose and meaning if you couldn't even have the basic simplicity of your sex or sexuality, I mean, you're going to be hard pressed to figure out any sort of purpose or meaning in life, which to Jason's point is exactly why you are is an important starting point for anything, you know, just to understand that. Let's take, let's take our last break.
0: Jesus said, you are the earth. you are the light of the world. Well, he was, he was sharing your purpose. But if you back up to that point, well, you think about any creation or invention that you see in life, how do you understand it? Just think of any creation or invention that comes along. You either gotta ask the creator, whoever invented it or created it, or you gotta read some kind of manual. You know, they have an owners, but you get in a vehicle and what? You look around and say, well, somebody created a machine here that you didn't, you weren't aware of. Look and at didn't the, see the trans- process.
1: Look what's happened to the transfer of information. And the speed at which it now uh, operates—a fellow like me who saw that, who saw it just come out of nowhere, Al—and and and the computer world showed up, and I and I happened to be sitting here watching it come, but I never dreamed you'd be able to transfer information at the speed that it's being currently (laughs) transmitted. I
0: just didn't think it was possible. But my point is. Is when it comes to God, it's the same thing. If you don't figure out why you're here, you either got to find the creator who created you, or read the owner's manual, which you have one called a Bible. Yeah. If you don't do one of two things, those two things, well, you're you're you would just be a restless wanderer on the earth trying to figure out well why 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 because why?
1: there are billions who say in their mind they did not think it worthwhile. To to, to to participate mm-hmm. the, and have a knowledge of God. They didn't think it worthwhile. Therefore, he gave them over to a depraved mind to do what ought not to be done. Yeah.
0: So, and even the little stuff that we talk about, like this morning, Al, we were in the duck blind. So we've hunted the same spot four days in a row. So I get in the blind this morning. I got a flashlight because I'm looking for t- snakes on the way. And I have a shooting hole that I pop up out of, that I've popped up out of the last two days. But when the light hit it, it was a majestic spider web that had been formed overnight. And I thought, with a spider right in the middle of it. And I thought, huh. I mean, it literally, I could not have moved out of my seated position without hitting it. He had he had material that is much smaller than the smallest thread is 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 you're looking at it. And this spider was not he was like an eighth of an inch of my my pinky nail, fingernail. I mean this thing was tiny and I thought And there's a lot of web there. Yeah. I thought how in the world did this much Web come out of his rear end
1: in one night. Jace, experts <laughs> in that particular field, whatever they call it, have studied that for years and are trying to figure out how something could come out of the rear end of a spider that you could go across <laughs> on like a bridge, tie it off, yeah. put another one back where you came from. They they look, they wait on the perfect breeze, and the thread comes out of a pouch. And look, and the breeze carries it across the road or in front of the duck blind, like you had, that shooting port. Yeah. He, he put it on the breeze. He didn't, because you say, well, how did he, did he walk down no, dragging it? Because it? it's sticky. Yeah. And the reason he made it sticky is it comes out of his rear end and it's in the, in the wind's got it and it carries it across where you, where you get up every morning, mm-hmm. that hole, and he's got one strand across it. He says, it okay. To he, the he, he's saying, I got something going. Yep. Well, he goes back down that one and puts another one and then he gets another one and gets another one and it's sticky that it sticks to thing. St- How did he get decide to put, oh. what kind of glue did he say, I need the right type glue yeah. that will stick to a limb
0: over there six exactly. feet? So I looked this up, Al, while we're, we started talking about this. So I look it up and I was like, what do people who don't believe in God say about this? Because this it looked, miraculous that he did this in one night. They're saying salt
1: water can do anything. Well, I
0: start reading, and they're like, okay, the spider, because I I put the question in. I was like, how does a spider, where did this web, this silk come from in one night? So I start reading this material for for how big it is, Phil, is stronger than steel, which took humans thousands of years to come up with.
1: I know it. What was your by the way? My, my by the way was what you just said. Oh. I'm like, well, you know, that they want to be able to study this and reproduce it. They think they can reproduce it because one little strand has shown them that it is more stout than steel.
0: And they said, we need to figure out how to make I'm that sure stuff. They did an autopsy on the spider and said, it ain't in there, boys. So look, here's one thing.
2: <laughs> oh, look, I got with Jace. I got one to blow your mind even more. So what if that spider was exposed to radiation and then he bit you and then through some sort of miraculous ability, you could then become a spider and you could climb up the side of buildings and you could fly through the air and you would shoot webs out of your wrist. And they
0: would what, call what if you, that were to happen? They would call you... Spider Man. Spider Man. (laughs) So look, Al, I'm reading this thing, and they're like, The
2: star, the the spider, could that happen? The
0: the spider started off in the water. Now, this is the atheistic view of the evolution and natural process of the spider. It said it started off in the water, then it went to the ground, had no web, you know, nut. Then it said, and suddenly, suddenly, Grew three organs, three web silk producing organs. One sticky, one not sticky, because he had to have one to walk down to go back, or he would get stuck and die. Yeah. So they had to compensate for that. Yeah, and one half and half, and they yeah. all the spiders have them. And so he knows which one is sticky and which one is not. So, and then it said. So then he started off with it on the ground, which I thought, well, that wouldn't work. And it's uh, it's catching
1: his breakfast, dinner, yeah. and supper.
0: What's he been eating on before he come up with these utensils? <laughs> <laughs> so look, and then it it, it they said at some point he realized. How did he make it without the web that catches his food? They don't answer that. There was no answer. That's I, why
1: I told you they're really studying
0: this spider. Yeah. So look, so at some point it says he moved into the air. Uh-oh. With his web, yeah, so he could catch flying prey. I was like, well, "What was he catching on the ground?" I, 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 I don't, I don't get it. How it just happened, and th- there was literally no explanation. And after I read that, I thought I would sure hate to put my identity tied up with the spiders because it didn't make any <laughs> rational or reasonable explanation and then you read the, whatsoever.
1: The re- then you read the text without Jesus. Things that are made could not have been
0: made. Exactly, made everything. So I, I want to give you give you this. I, I I don't know where I got this from, but in answer to that question, why I'm here, and getting to the point of what we're going to talk about for the next couple of sessions about our mission on, on being we're the salt of the earth and the light of the world. There's principles and characters, character traits of God that come out that identifies why we're here and what we're supposed to be doing. And the first one I wrote down is that God loves us. I mean, when you trace back to why we're here, that's number one. He is love. You remember the verse in 1 John 4 that says, This is love, not that we love him, but that he loved us and gave his son for. Yep. So it, he created this because he is love. Which leads to the second one, which he knows us because he created us on purpose in love. And so that means he would know everything about us, just like that spider. I mean the details of that. And so and and that's where we were introduced to the family concept. Cause you think about the garden for what we have now and how we reproduce and our family structure, if if he's behind that and he knows us. He had that eternal family, speaking of heaven, in mind from the beginning because He's eternal. He's our Father, So, which leads to the third one. So He loves me. He knows me. He created me. And He didn't just create me, but He created me to be like Jesus, which is the theme of the Bible. So when you get out in all these character traits, like just pick Galatians 5, 22. You said, What is Jesus like? You know, He's love, He's joy, He's peace, He's patience, He's kind, He's gentle, faithful. He's, he's faithful, He's self control, He showed self control. Yep. So, He created us, and then we have all these <clears throat> problems, but we find that character of God in the answers to what really He's concerned about, you know, while we're the pre child on earth. And then, for it gives you a, um, um, the meaning, Jace, of life, right. So he loved me. He knows me. He created me, and he planned me. And I thought about that act seventeen. He determined the time for me and the exact places where I should live. He gives us different gifts, different passions. You know, each individual has different abilities, uh, different personalities. And you say, "Well, why?" So everything that he desires could get done. You just think about the kingdom of heaven, all these people that were created by God with the plan on purpose, functioning as servants of him. Well, you could do anything because we all have different gifts, talents, abilities, and, which leads to the, the last one, which is he uses us, which I think this is the fifth thing that is being discussed when it says, you're the salt of the earth. You're the light of the world. We're here because our mission is his mission, which is to gather those who want to put their faith and trust in him. And that's why I thought you can culminate all this by one thing. We we didn't choose to be here as physical humans, but you do choose your spiritual birth. You know, he says, I want to adopt you, I planned you, I created you, I loved you, I know you, I want to use you. But he gives you the option. You plus can say, a, I don't want to be
1: adopted. Plus an interesting point is that out of the seven, eight billion people on planet Earth and no two are exactly alike, even twins. You say so everyone has their own particular skill sets and everyone is different. Think about how many different types of human beings that that and no two are exactly alike. Exactly. Different your DNA, <clears throat> mind different. Which is than yours. more
0: fascinating than the spider.
1: Yeah. And you get to looking at the DNA thing, and you're thinking, so all these differences, but the key to it, and you just kind of brought it up and it made me think about that, Chase, uh, but we can all be like Jesus if we want to, if we desire to. We can be like our Creator. Well, that yeah. would make us all alike as far as that goes. <laughs> exactly. With the qualities you just said. That'd make us alike.
0: Well, I was trying Bring to give, us you, together. give you the reason why we just didn't go straight to heaven from birth. We came from heaven. He had a purpose. Because through this trouble and, and tough circumstances you don't find happiness but you find joy. Well, there's a difference in that because happiness is based on your circumstance. You know, if something bad happens guess what? Not happy. Yep. But you can find God's eternal joy in this process through Jesus and you realize what his character traits are. Fortunately for us all his character traits are awesome. Yep. They're all good. They're all right. They're all holy, which is why we're here, why we have to go through struggles. He gives us Jesus. He is it's the, the way, perfect I'm. person. That's why he said, I'm the way, the truth. But meanwhile, we are going to be a family forever, and it was God's purpose all along. And for everyone listen, listening, I would I would want to just have that fear of missing out on that overwhelm me. I mean, we're going.
2: Come go with us. All right, we're out of time. Let's pick it up there next time. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes, and don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube. And be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com/unashamed.